When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, I'm Caroline from the band Fastet on the Hook Rocks with Jay Scott. everyone welcome back it is the hook rocks this is jay scott the ultimate rock community podcast thanks for tuning in once again always appreciate it don't forget to uh check out all my friends on pantheon podcast we are a member of the pantheon podcast music related platform with all great music podcasts with carmen to peace and vinnie apathy on the hanging and banging Decibel Geek, Tom and Zeus on Shout Out Loudcast, Mistress Carrie out in Boston, Martin Popoff, The Rock Historian, as well as many others. Don't forget to check out Mac in the UK on the Ugly American Werewolf in London podcast. And don't forget to check out The Hook Rocks wherever you get your podcasts. We're available on every platform. And don't forget to set your app to automatic download so you get the latest episode whenever we do drop new episodes. We just did a great episode with Eddie Trunk talking about the challenges facing emerging rock artists. So check that out when you get a chance. That's some great new music spotlights lately. We've had Bastet from the UK. We've had Native Sons from Kentucky, as well as Stone Broken. And don't forget to check out Micah from Fast Eddie, a band out of Colorado, coming up later this week. And check out our live album review on Kiss Alive, the importance, the influence of this great live album that really changed the game in the mid-70s for a lot of rock bands, especially Kiss and their label Casablanca Records, which I believe just dropped a trailer or 
think I forget what studio just dropped a trailer on the Neil Bogart movie, which is about Casablanca Records in the 70s. So can't wait to check that out as well. And we've got another great episode. I always say that. I always think we have great episodes, but you guys determine that. Write us some reviews. But we are continuing our conversations and collaborations. This has been a great series. A lot of people love it. We've got some great feedback. We start out with Tyler Baker from Goodbye June and John Nano from Dirty Honey. Then Jennifer Lauren from Diamonds and Whiskey, Travis McCready from Bishop Gunn on episode two. And the last one we did was with Josh Kennedy from The Black Moods, who's about to release a new album in a couple weeks with John Drake from the UK band The Dust Coda. And without further ado, I'd like to welcome in Gernika Mancini from the Swedish band Thundermother and Nick Reese from Joe's Hi. Wolf. What's happening? Yo, hello. Hi. <laughs> Not much. On? Sunday. <laughs> it's Sunday evening where Gernika's at. It's Sunday morning where Nick's at. And it's Sunday afternoon where I'm at. So we've got it all covered here on this episode. How are you guys yeah. doing? Not a, not a moment of Sunday is wasted on this podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I'm I doing really good. I'm doing really good. Yeah. I got back from tour yesterday. So, so you just did I a, had a, a, a European tour? Yeah, we did uh, four dates only now. Uh, we were in Germany, three dates, and then Switzerland. And then I got back yesterday, and then we go back on tour on Wednesday. Awesome. It was yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And you just got off your tour the last couple months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did uh, 60 days, 60 days in the, in the States. And that was... Holy uh, shit, 60 days. Yeah. How many... Sorry, can I ask you, how many How many shows in a row? Uh, we had, we're not in a, the most we did in a row was like, we did a fiver, but we did a lot of threes and fours. Oh, that's um, good. We did 40, 40 total shows, 40 shows. That's good, though. Wow. Yeah, I remember talking with you after the show in Chicago, and you were looking at your calendar. And you're like, oh, man, I've got three shows after this. It's not more than four. Yeah, I mean, that's not up to me, though. It never is. It's always like, you got to do this. And I'm like, okay, okay. all right. Uh, don't I'm you there. decide? Just then, doesn't your vocals, like the vocals decide, kind of? I mean, I'll tell you this. I'm a workhorse. You can ask, uh, you can ask, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Jay here. He'll tell you, um, because by that point I had already done, like, I think it was like a, it was like a two in a row and then a three in a row and a three in a row and then Chicago, a day off and then Chicago. And then we had three shows after that. So it's like, it was yeah. it, there, the mid, mid part of the tour was with like, we were, we were with Dorothy. I don't know if you've ever seen Dorothy. She's amazing. No, I love Dorothy. I've never seen them live, but I love her music. Yeah. If you get around to, she's, they're fantastic. And I, I mean, she was feeling it too. I mean, by that midpoint in the tour, there wasn't a, everybody on the tour was starting to have those little, uh, the little hiccups, <laughs> you know, those little, uh, Oh man, uh, I guess I'm more tired than I thought moments, but, uh, you know, yeah. at that point, I, right after that, I got a, like a third wind, and I was good for the rest of the tour. That's nice. That's cool. Yeah, I'm a workhorse myself, but uh, I have had problems with my vocal cords. So I, I've just like I made a decision. Or in the band, we don't do more than four shows, but then we can be out for a long time. But it's like four. You have to have a day off, and then we continue like that. 
No, that's, that's a good plan. That's it. I mean, I, I think yeah, I me, had to like, uh, you know, I have notes, so I didn't have a choice. Oh, <laughs> I'm oh, good now, no. though. <laughs> oh, you're good now. Okay. That's great. That's fantastic. I was, yeah. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. Sorry. This is your podcast. You should do the J. There was a moment when Josh Kennedy from the Black Moose and John Drake basically talked for 25 minutes and I didn't say a word. So if, if that happens, <laughs> don't even worry about it. That doesn't yeah. sound like either of them. <laughs> no, they, those guys are really quiet. You know, I mean, yeah. They don't, yeah, you got to pull everything out of them. Wink, wink. <laughs> um, but Garnica, you just announced or Thunder Mother just announced a couple of weeks ago that you're going to be the opening act on the Scorpions White Snake North American tour. So that's awesome news for you guys. Yeah, hey. I'm, yeah I'm very excited. I mean, it's going to be our first, yeah, I mean, yeah, North American tour ever. And it's at the, all these legendary venues and we, you know, two legendary bands. So we are beyond excited. It's, uh, yeah, it's kind of, I don't think we're going to really realize it until we're like on tour. Um but I'm hoping That's people go, you know, get to the shows on time and see us because we only have a 30 minute set and it's going to be while people walk in. So I'm hoping we at least get some new <laughs> listeners and after that. Nah, I bet I've been there. We did that with Deep Purple in 2019. Oh. And uh, that was our first like opening for like, you know, some giants from mm-hmm. the past. And and they'll, they'll see you. You'll, you'll get some you'll get some passionate people out of that. It's really nice sweet passionate cool. american people um I'm, I'm, i mean i can't wait we've only done uh we've done kiss related stuff um we played the kiss That's cruise cool. and then we played the pre-party to the kiss cruise the day the year after um so we've had a lot of love from like kiss army people so i'm, I'm expect i mean i'm hoping for the same kind of love but like so many more people <laughs> i'm excited it's gonna be fun it should be. I'm so glad you get to come to the States for the first time. I'm uh, hoping yeah. to get, we're hoping to get overseas by the end of the year too. Uh, we have some things in the works. So hopefully that happens. Yeah. Do you have a European booker? Uh, yes. Uh, it's just kind of being, it's, it's all about, it's all about making the right decision. Yeah, of course. Of course. But you can always, you can reach out to, to me or anyone in the band probably to, you know, if you have any questions, because, We've toured extensively in Europe and we continue to do, I mean, we have the whole summer, so. Well, I can tell you the same thing. I'll tell you all of the right food places to go to here <laughs> in the States. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Our main goal is to not get fat on that tour because Good that's luck. a big one. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Two months after the COVID, it's like, it's, yeah, it's going to be, it's tricky. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've always put it out there too for bands that visit Chicago. I'm like, send me a message. I will point you in the right direction. Whatever food you want, I will tell you where to go. No, oh, it, it's true, man. Chicago too, especially like you got to get the right stuff in Chicago because it's it's worth the yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah Italian. It was food. like the the best thing in Chicago. Food Italian was. food is well, every well Chicago is great restaurants for all types of different foods. Oh but, yeah. But Italian nice. food, especially in Chicago, is really nice. good. Um, American Italian food. Italian. We, we have to be. We have, she's, <laughs> yes. she's she's from over there. We got to be more specific. Yes, <laughs> American Italian food, and, and yes, American absolutely. Italian food. But I mean, I did live in Los Angeles for four years. So, hey, what part? I lived 
all over Hollywood. I went to MI, so I lived oh, on cool. Orange Drives and Sick. <laughs> like I've, I've moved around so many times, as one does as a poor student, or whatever. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but my last address was like, um, what's it called? Was it Poinsettia? I think it's like a street okay. close to Ralph. No, no, no. I, no, I actually, I actually know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I lived there, and yeah, I mean. I, I didn't want to move back, but I had to because of the visa. And then after a while, I, you know, I, I found a band in Sweden. So it kind of worked out anyways. <laughs> no, now And now you're going to come tour the States anyways. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah. And, and you just got off your tour, like we mentioned with Dorothy and in, in classes act. Um, yeah. That was a two month trek. And, you know, you, you, uh, Play, played some markets maybe you haven't played before. How were the crowds? I mean, I know when you were in Chicago, the crowd was great there. You know, it was mostly great. I mean, we had a couple of sleepers, but like, you know, you can't, you can't, I mean, I definitely give people shit for it, but I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to, you know, always be stoked when it's a sleeper on a Tuesday night. I'm like, it's Tuesday, but it's got to be like a Saturday, you know, that's like, uh, yeah. but, um, no, honestly, I don't, uh, there wasn't too many. It's funny. I always say this, like, uh, and I had to, I had to be constructive guys. Anaheim, you guys were sleeping on me. That last show wasn't, wasn't good enough for me coming home. I was like, let's go, let's go Orange County. And it was like, oh yeah, this is why I left Orange County. <laughs> but yeah, what, what do you mean sleepers? They're like bored. They're, it's a boring uh, audience. Like they're not giving it, you any feedback. They're just like, yeah, like it's not that I'm not giving you feedback. It's just like I know they have more in them. There's just like you see, that's the whole thing. Half half of a, of a good performance, like you've opened some shows in your life, I'm sure. So you know yeah. when you're opening for a crowd that's not yours necessarily. Yeah. You know, there's a little bit of like um, a wall you got to bust through, and yeah. I always get it by the end. That's always my thing. Is that I always I'm like yeah. I'm gonna get you by the end. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we just did. And, uh, and, and, or, uh, sorry, no, I was just saying that uh, we always just try to, you know, because it is hard when you're opening for someone else. Like, just try to. Uh, we always we have a very high energy show. We're always moving around, and we're a crazy like four piece, you know. And everyone is doing stuff all the time. So yeah, our main goal is always to just deliver that high energy energy show. And usually, people after us, like the legends, are old and you know they don't have that kind of energy so it's kind of like you're you're warming them up too much because they're not ready for it uh i mean uh, i think jay you saw the deep purple tour didn't you no i did not i did not see that that's right yeah no yeah well no that was well that was the no offense that was a mostly geriatric crowd so uh i mean this (laughs) Uh, I honestly, Dorothy's audience was my favorite I've played for so far. There's a lot of, a lot of, of young people and a lot of, uh, a lot of kind of a different crowd. And it was really cool to go and play, um, for them. But yeah, nine, nine times out of 10, like throughout the tour, like the crowds were fantastic. And, and especially the show that Jay caught in Chicago, that was definitely one of my top five but we played in sacramento and i'm from that area so when i told the crowd that they just exploded and i was like wow i have them in the first 10 seconds like i didn't even need to, to play a note and they, all i had to do is say that and everybody's involved and then sometimes i'm like hey you know i was expecting that back home and i was like hey we're from here and they're like where? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well i saw the show and it took a little while longer it took a yeah. while longer i'm just i'm allowed to give my home city some, some garbage stuff so. <laughs> 
No, I, I saw that Chicago show. And by the end of that set, I mean, the crowd was into it. I mean, they were really feeding off that synergy, you know, and I don't know, Gurnik, if you've ever seen Nick uh, perform on, on YouTube or anything, but it's like this, this James Brown rock and roll star. That's, uh, that's absolutely phenomenal. I, I did I actually looked up like two music videos, like the, la- the last one and one from like two years ago, I think. And yeah, you do have those little quick feet moves, yeah? Yeah, those are, I'm always pretty tame in our music videos. <laughs> so it'll like, uh, you know, like you said, you go crazy. And I, and, yeah. and I always, but I, always I love tell that. Them, yeah. <laughs> it's cool that Jeff. you have a soul vibe. I think that's very important. I think there I do go. too, in a sense more soul blues oriented, but uh, I think that's really cool. I mean, that's where rock came from. So that that's how I see it. Oh, look, look at that. That was, that was, that was spot on. That made me yeah. feel real good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I bring a lot of like the girls, like when I got into Thunder Mother, I'm, I'm, I'm I mean, obviously I sing rock, but I'm a huge hip hop fan <laughs> and well, R&B cool. and soul and everything. So I have uh, definitely more, introduce more things like that we have a little medley like i do little beastie boys thing in, in between one of our songs <laughs> that's cool it's just, that's we awesome. mix it up <laughs> that's awesome no i think that's that's what it's all about i always tell people about that I'm like rock music needs blending it doesn't need more mm-hmm. of this kind of regurgitation you know like I, I like the bands that interest me the most now are bands that are able to to bring an aspect of something different to rock music yeah. and and that's very not common i wish it was more common but it's not but there's a lot of new bands coming up all the time and you know it, it's easy i think it's like it's almost like it's easy to go and be like we're just gonna do 80s rock and it's like yeah but it's way harder to actually show who you are. It's way yeah. harder to actually develop your own sound. And, and that takes a lot of time. And I think that's the reason why a lot of bands don't do it is because it takes a long time. It takes yeah. a lot of searching. I don't know. It's just trying to add and make rock music different and, and, and let it continue to grow as because it's so hard in, in the modern era with the technology and everything. People want to hold things to this, to, to like their, they want to hold on to their era you know, yeah, when but that's past- what's wrong about rock today. And I, <clears throat> I've been really adamant about changing it since I joined. I mean, Thunder Mother, I don't know if you've heard our music, but it's uh-huh. a very like ACDC. I mean, that's like our main ins- inspiration. So Filippa that started the band, that was like her main goal. She wanted to like do an all female ACDC band kind of thing with original yeah. songs. But when I joined the band, it's been, and we all started to write more together. It's, I've also tried to like, you know, tell the girls and be very like clear about rock and roll is, you know, being yourself, being, uh, you know, having your own uh, sound. Because I, I think a lot of rock people, like you said, they get stuck in like, I want to do this and this is rock and roll. And I can't wear that. I can't do that. I can't do blah, 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 yes. because that's not rock and roll. Whereas rock and roll back in the day was, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to wear this. I'm going to wear this weird ass boa and these shades that are purple or pink, whatever. And I'm super rock and roll because I don't give a fuck. And this is, you know, this is who I am. And people now are just like copying what they did. And then they think they need to stay in that lane where it's like being yourself and doing whatever you want, mixing whatever you want. That is rock and roll. 
that sounds very agree. preachy, I but I, that's it's the it's passionate. Like I get frustrated when I meet these like eighties rockers or seventies like mansplaining you and being like me 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 me. No, mix it up. <laughs> I um I absolutely agree 100% Gernika you you nailed it. Uh when people cite their favorite bands it's like Led Zeppelin. Uh the essence of Led Zeppelin more or less through their career was change. You look at Led Zeppelin 1, you look at Physical Graffiti, you look at Led Zeppelin 3 which is almost like a folk album. You listen to In Through the Outdoor which had a lot more keyboards and synthesizer on it. They were constantly evolving. I mean outside of maybe their first two albums the none, no album sounds the same. Houses of the Holy is like 10 songs with a reggae song, with a rock song, with a ballad. It's, it's, it's so diverse. And you, t- you know, people talk about Van Halen. Well, I mean, look at the evolution of Van Halen from Van Halen one to Diver Down to 5150 with keyboard oriented. Bands have to do that. I think the only band that really doesn't do a lot of change is ACDC. They're the only ones that really get away with it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because, but, well, but, well, because, well they're, they're meat and potatoes. Right. Like, meat and potatoes yeah. is good. But the thing is, you can't have meat and potatoes every night. And no. you're going to get meat and you're going to get the best kind of meat and potatoes. And ACDC are the best kind of meat and potatoes. Yeah. You can't, re- you can't, che- you know, ACDC is doing ACDC. There's a reason why. I mean, I guess Airborne has, has done it. They've gone to pretty big level but there's a reason that nobody else doing meat and potato is coming up that's why we had to like we've started to like mix up all the influences now that we actually write songs together in our band it's more you know it's i mean it's clear our influences but it's a mix of everything versus just being like you know acdc and yeah They've done it. They made it already. How how is anyone else going to get at that le- get to that level if you just copy them? I mean, that's not even that's weird. You know, you know, it's it's just it's you really nailed it, and it's really refreshing to hear someone else say that. But it makes me angry too. So don't don't feel don't feel bad about that passion because that's because <laughs> that's what drives me. And you can ask Jay; he's known me for a while. That is the thing that drives the guys and I in my group like completely is just is just finding identity and my favorite thing is we've been doing this now for seven years exactly to this month and wow yeah seven years that's like a it might be you might be changing into something i don't know that's like spiritual stuff (laughs) well no it's it's, it's funny because uh because everybody on this last tour i think this is the best tour we've done i think this is the best we performed the best i've been ever Mm -hmm. in my career and i've been very happy and you know, lots of lots of work paying off and everything. And um it is cool that like all the reviews and stuff and everything is that you know, is the thing I've heard the most is coming into their own and that's where I'm like, that's really good. That means wh- whatever nice. we're doing from this point, you know, that it's a good feeling to have and 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 you know, you will have that too. You'll have the that moment where you where you finally um find the thing that will that makes your band your band and no no one else can touch it you know that's that's the whole that's always like the the goal of the of and you may have already done it you know like (laughs) so it's like it's it's just awesome i don't know it's such a good feeling but isn't it nice did you like feel like you're leveling up like in your body like while doing the (laughs) because that's a crazy feeling like like two weeks ago we played um at this uh, at this cool place here in Stockholm, Grana Lund, and we opened kind of for we played the smaller stage and then on the big stage, uh, helicopters were playing. 
And it was really cool because it was like a thousand people there for us. And you could feel how, wow, there's, there's a change in the air. Like we didn't have these many people before the pandemic in Sweden. Um, and that just felt really good. Like you can almost, you know, like feel, okay, things are happening now. And like, we've actually grown as a band and it's, it's cool. And it's nice to finally start feeling bigger change, even though that next step feels very far away. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting yeah. too, because I mean, I saw Joyous Wolf twice last year. And then I saw him at the House of Blues a few weeks ago. And yeah, I, I agree. It was a completely different experience. Um, and they have, they sounded like a different band. You guys sounded like a different band. Nick. I'm like talking about you <laughs> like you're not here, but um, the synergy, the tightness, the, the, the crowd. Um, it was a pleasure to see because I've been a fan of you guys for so long. And to see that crowd react to you guys the way they did. Um, I was, I was happy for, for, for all four of you guys. Yeah, there was a couple of there was more than a couple of shows like that. I mean, that like I said, there's like a there's like five off the top of my head that were just pretty magic. But um, again, it's always the one that you wish was recorded that never. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the one that you're like, oh man, I was just on it that night, and there's no <laughs> videos. There's no for whatever reason, no one. There's only like one 13 second clip of the guitar solo, and you're like, no, I was, I wanted. I, I was feeling it. I wish I wanted to see that, you yeah. know, that, that was that show in Columbus, Ohio. That's the one with that crazy jump shot, Jay, the one I, uh, I showed yeah. you. Yeah. That, uh, like I, I, I literally am going to hang that one. That's like, the, I never want to have those things, but that's like the first time someone took a picture. I'm like, I want to have that like in my house, you know, like, mm-hmm. so I can remember my knees when, when I'm like 46, <laughs> and all the pants and all the pants that you split you know doing all the, the all the 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 pants that lost their lives and, and giving their service to uh my show yeah i need to look up some live clips from you guys <laughs> no 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 no. don't do that wait uh if we ever gonna do this when if we're gonna be playing when you're here in the states if we're playing here in the states too mm-hmm. and there's an off night that you can come see and vice versa i would love to come see you guys yeah uh, uh, then you got to come see it. Just come see the show. Come see the thing in person. That'd be really fun. Yeah, that'd be super cool. Should do that for both of you guys. You know, the pandemic is still here, but it seems like we're able to kind of move along and live with it. And who knows what the future holds with this? But it seems like different parts of the country are doing more and more less restrictions. Coming out of it, you guys have a new album coming out Gernika, in august um nick you just finished your tour you've got music coming out this year as well what does it feel like for the both of you to finally get going again you know because like last year seemed a lot of bands were spinning their wheels because there was still a lot of people that didn't want to come out and see shows just because they were nervous and they didn't really know what was happening so i think a lot of the crowds kind of or that a lot of the audience kind of stood home or stayed home now this year more people are coming out and more people are ready to rock this year but as far as internally with you guys what does that feel like to to finally be able to step forward with with new music with touring again um like you're both doing you can start you can go first. No, you go. you go come on you got you got it you got this all right, I get it. Uh, <laughs> I have a tendency to just talk too much. That's why I was going, you go ahead and then I'll fill in the blank. No, but uh, for, for us, we actually, um, 
managed to do quite a lot of touring during the pandemic. Uh, we did all these alternative touring things in Sweden or in Germany, I mean, uh, because the restrictions were always changing. And we had two albums out during the pandemic. First Heat Wave, then we released Heat Wave Deluxe the year after. Um, so we did that, but I'm excited to actually be playing proper gigs for a standing audience, a full venue, not this like sitting down, 50 people BS. Like I'm so sick of those shows. Like, cause we give the same Perfect. amount of energy, but it's like, how much can you do with people sitting down with a mask? Like it's so, ugh, I'm sick of it. But so I'm very excited to tour this. And I, I also think that this upcoming album is uh like heatway was really good and this is gonna this is like next level shit i mean i'm surprised if we don't really make it with this album because it's so good <laughs> uh yeah sorry you go. <laughs> hit them hit them hard hit them hard yeah you know, like, like no but we've released two singles so far you can check it out um and we worked with so far. Uh, yeah two singles so we're releasing one every month we're doing like a mainstream type thing where we try to be hip and uh <laughs> release shit all the time <laughs> uh, but yeah so we're releasing uh, yeah every month until august we're releasing a single and so far we've released one really like party song called watch out and then we released a mid-tempo really acdc i feel like it's a combination between acdc and like bon jovi or something like that because the the main part of the song is very like summer of 69 but whatever uh oh no that's not bon jovi that's uh what's his face brian adams brian adams sorry that's that kind of vibe. <laughs> sorry. i like i like what's his face that that that, that kind of vibe that guy. Like, all respect <laughs> to them uh but yeah meet tempo and the next one is a ballad so yeah i'm excited yeah <laughs> no, I'm, I'm stoked for you. There's nothing, nothing more fun than releasing music. I wish I knew what that felt like, right, Jay? Yeah. <laughs> when is your album coming uh, out? Uh, I can't actually say yet, but uh, it, uh, shortly after yours, I can say that. Cool. Yeah, um, but um, I'm excited because it's just I can't talk about why I'm excited. So it it's I'm not allowed to. So you have a lot of guest artists. Can I guess? You can say yes. No, or there's no. not a lot of guest <laughs> artists. No, no? I, we write all our own music. We oh. do it our way. I am not about that stuff. No, like I don't know because to me it's like just just on that subject specifically. I'll answer the question in a second, maybe if I remember. Um, was uh. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to, it's the same thing as always. Like if I'm going to do this and it's the same for the rest of us, if we're going to do this, it's got to be on our terms. Like I could not imagine walking out on stage every night and singing words that are not mine. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You I know, agree like with that. We, we have, we have a cover that is a pretty well-known thing that we've done of uh mountains, Mississippi queen or whatever. And we don't play it a lot because when we play it, it just doesn't feel, we can't, we can't like, we can't give it because it's like, I always, whenever I sing it, I always feel like I'm lacking it because I'm like, I just can't put myself in this because I just don't know what I'm singing about. Like I would never write mm. this song. I like the song. Don't get me wrong. I love the song. song. Leslie West is a genius. And, it's and, really and it's an ama- one of the best rock songs ever, but it's just one of those things where like, I just can't put myself in it. And 
when it comes to this new record, we wrote it over the pandemic because we had nothing but time. And we live in California where the restrictions were the, were chokehold. So there was no, there was nothing for the whole year 2020. And then 2021, there still was nothing. So thankfully, Dirty Honey took us out with them and we got to go play in the South and in whatever, wherever we could play in the U.S. at the time. And, um, that's kind of the, that's kind of the thing though, is, is I'm really proud of the music that I've, that we've put down and we've been playing a lot of it ever since uh, we started going back on tour with, uh, in the spring of 21. But yeah, that's, sorry, that's my little soapbox. I'm gonna get off that for a second. <laughs> um, uh, what was the question again? Well, how do you feel about touring? Sorry. <laughs> I'm taking uh, over I, the podcast, Jay. No, no. Just like, Nick just, is now my co-host. She's not a guest. She's my co-host. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I feel it. She's got that energy. She's yeah. got that energy yeah. for sure. Um, uh, how do I how do I feel about touring? Is that what it was? Well, touring? no, like about about kind of stepping yeah. forward with the new music out this year. You know, yeah, it, it's it's been beautiful. Uh, just getting. I mean. It's really difficult when, you know, in a, in a sense, I guess we like to make it difficult because we only play three of our old songs that people would know, uh, much to the chagrin of a lot of people. But we are so forward on the new material. And it's just great when people are like, I love all the new songs. And we heard that every single night, everywhere we went and the response in the crowd. I mean, the people in Chicago that you saw that night, Jay, had never heard those songs before. And besides you, which because uh, you saw that headlining show the year uh, a couple months earlier, but um, yeah, so and you saw the response. So when we get a response like that to this new music that doesn't, you can't even listen to it yet. It means everything and anything. Mm. So coming out of the pandemic and having without the pandemic, we would have never written that record. I would have never um, decided that I wanted to change my style, to change the, to be better, to, to take mm. that time and really focus on, on changing the way I sang and being a better singer all around. Mm. Like, so in a way the pandemic is, was a good thing, which is weird to say, yeah. but it was. I would agree with that. I mean, it's been a great learning experience for, I mean, for Thunder Mother as well. Like we've taken a lot of like, uh, like, I guess this is not very musical, but it's part of the music too, but a lot of business decisions and like kind of like woken up to who we're working with and what we deserve and all these like things that happen behind the scenes. Uh, yes, if yes. it wasn't for the pandemic, we would have continued in that wheel of never growing, never making any money, just getting used and blah, blah, blah. So I'm, I think that the pandemic has been really good in many ways as well. I mean, yeah. It's the same, it's the exact, exact same thing. Exact yeah. same thing for us. Can I ask you though, how, what, what have you changed about your singing? A lot of things. Um, so I think in, in 2019, we did 120 shows in like six and a half months. Holy and fuck. <laughs> Can I swear? I've been swearing a lot. I, I, you, you're, I, good. Been, you're good. <laughs> I've been swearing too. <laughs> I've been swearing too, so I apologize, Jay. Yeah. Well, we should have a digital swear jar. Yes. Yeah. Put Bitcoin in it. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I, I was going to say was, uh, in 20, so yeah, we did, a, we did that in 2019 and we were burnt out. We did 88 shows with Buck Cherry. We did seven with Slash and then we did like 31 
with Deep Purple, and it was just back to back to back to back. And I learned a lot about my voice in that time, like it, you know, and I learned a lot about my about myself, and I also learned about how to pace yourself. I mean, it was my first time that I'd really done anything so like just we we had done touring in 2018 and a little bit in 2017 when we first started getting on the road but we had never done anything of that extent and it was it was a lot of work and and when the pandemic happened after the first you know two months of depression were gone i just kind of, i had just before right when the tour had ended i'd started working with an amazing vocal teacher who i recommend to literally anyone who wants to better themselves because she's a genius and it's Melissa Cross, who's known as at Zen of Screaming at Instagram. Shout out to Melissa. I love you. Um, and I talked to her and she broke it down for me in a way that was like scientific. It was she went and watched every video of uh, myself that she could find on the Internet and and created this map. She's like, well, OK, so I, I know how your voice works. I know how you use it. I know what you're doing wrong and what you're doing right. And now we can decide what you want to do with that. And, and you can ask Jay, he saw, he knows the, the former, you know, kind of world that I was working in. And he saw me in Chicago. And the first thing he uh, you said to me, Jay was, how, was how different it was. Um, so uh, Miles Kennedy was my benchmark. I saw it. Yeah. We were touring in the mid tour, a middle of that year with them. And I just saw, how effortless he was and how and his range was 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 wonderful and and he was just poised every single night and like i'm talking there was no pullback he was he was magnificent and i was inspired and i said i want to be like miles i want to be yeah. like miles in in my in my own way and she helped mm -hmm. me achieve that and so when i came back um, but when we did the Dirty Honey tour in the spring of 21, that was the first time I got to exercise the my new technique, and it wasn't quite there yet. And this year, doing the Dorothy tour, like I feel like I've really reached, for me, my peak so far. And and mm. I'm and not just the peak in, in ability um, that it, that it took for a long time to to uh, to change all of my bad habits, but um uh, just a, a peak in um my sustainability because the yeah. one thing i want to be able to do is bring it every single night and mm. my show is very physical so i have to be very uh, very fit and and it that takes effort and i have mm. to drink like two gallons of water a day and it's yeah. it, it's <laughs> you know what i'm saying so like it's yeah. that's just that's that was the thing that I that I feel like I really achieved this tour because you know I'm yeah. off tour and my voice doesn't feel bad and I'm like that's yeah. great I, I texted and you have a voice I'm guessing like for me one of those big uh, at least when I went to MI and I started really you know getting help for my like extreme vocals type stuff and to have a voice left after a show it was like a win before but now it's like yes. now it's always like that but I, I I think it's really cool to hear another singer that takes the singing seriously and i don't know i always i do the it's called in swedish um it's a glass straw that you blow into water i, uh, I have so, the same thing i have the same yeah, thing so that's something like, yeah i mean that that to me has been like a huge part of me like healing and warming up and it's like i know the vocal coach that uh, or the lady that recommended it to me a few years ago when when i had the vocal notes because that was the way to get back um 
she basically said, you, you, you have to do that for your entire life. But I think it's, it's such a cool tool and every singer should know about it. And I'm going to look, look up Melissa Cross. Was it? Melissa Cross. She's fantastic. She's fantastic. If you, yeah, you must. She's, she's at Zen of screaming on Instagram. Uh, she changed my life. And I tell that all the time. I'm like, and I tell her, I text her after shows. I, I'll ask her for tips like, Hey, I'm in this altitude tonight. What do you think I should do? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm like, actually, that's one I'm, I'm scared because every, the, the few times that we've been in America, the air conditioning has really fucked up my voice. Like, uh, cause okay. I have a naturally raspy voice. So it's like, like whatever I do, it's just all of a, all of a sudden I'm like black metal. Like I need to really take care. Um, and the air conditioning in America is crazy. So no, I know, I'm, I know exactly, exactly what you're talking about. So this is my, uh, my method of beating that. So mm-hmm. if you're in a, if you're in a hotel room and you have the air conditioning on and it's blazing heat outside and you need it, mm-hmm. um, take a, get a water bottle right before you go to bed, drink half the water bottle, right? There's no better alarm clock than a full bladder. <laughs> so you're going to mm-hmm. wake up in the middle of the night, but it's okay. You wake up in the middle of the night take care of yourself, drink the other half. And then when you wake up in the morning, your body, your body maintains hydration to a certain Mm. degree, because what happens is it's, that's what's happening is the air conditioning is drying out your throat because the air is circulating throughout the room. And if your mouth is open while you're sleeping, you're drying out the inside of your mouth. That's the the, the top end of your throat. And that travels down the body. You're you're pretty much, it's just blowing the moisture out of your body, you know? And so it's just about uh, water intake, and you, you again. I, there's lots of little cheating ways you can do that, mm-hmm. um, but that's what I always do when I stay in a hotel room right before I go to bed. All those little hotel cups, I always drink about three or four of those before I go to sleep. I'll wake up in the middle of the night, but I go back to sleep after drinking more water, and I always feel good the next day. That's good. Thank you. Good tip. I'm gonna try that. <laughs> Yeah, we're not Again, just a podcast. We're also an educational uh, yeah. platform as well. <laughs> for, well, that's what this you is do. Specific I mean, for I mean, all singers out there. I mean, really. I mean, Dorothy. Dorothy was so cool to me. She she would use. She had um, her green rooms usually had a shower, so she would steam her shower up so she could uh, sit in there and she would warm up in her steam room. And she let oh, me use wow. it. A, she let me use it a couple of times. She was super cool. And we and that's what good singers do. You trade you trade your little your things and. That's mm-hmm. how you build your own little repertoire. And that's because the one thing I never want is I, I'll never, even if I hated the person, I would never want to see um, anyone vocally injure themselves because I've no. done that. And yeah. it's, it's, it's sad, you know, it's super. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's hard to get back. And it's, especially if you're, I've, I'm, I'm feeling like quite a similar energy, at least how, you know, we pursue and we're trying to do the shows and everything. And I always, I have, I mean, I have to learn to take a step back. And sometimes you have, when you have a lot of shows, you need to be at 75% or 80 or whatever, which is really hard for me. Uh, Cause I always do a hundred percent or, you know, try to like, but vocally is not, I mean, it's not always possible. And it's really heartbreaking when you don't, when you can't control your body and the voice is like not there. And people are always, you know, telling you to, it's like, at least for me, they're always coming, and I don't know that kind of feedback is not always so exciting because I'm uh, I'm I know exactly what kind of the when I do mistakes, I'm 100 percent aware, and I'm like my hardest critique, anyways. But it's 
is really hard when you know you're doing all these high notes and it's like it's not happening so that my, straw thing really i mean it's the best thing ever my 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 way of combating this 75 percent thing is because i i i give 100 every night and mm-hmm. my my way of doing that was in the past it was all about i was all about just crazy 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 like that's i was the craziest and and i and i took pride in that i am the craziest you know like uh but you know but you have to sacrifice certain things in order yeah. to make other things work so you can still give a hundred percent you just yeah. need you just you can give a hundred in the moments that you know you can and 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 in the moments that you feel need more focus or need more of a second like something that i do that Melissa actually taught me about was she said to remind your body to, to not be tight. And I do this yeah. thing when I perform where I will touch my chest with my hand, like my mic hand will be here and my other hand, I will touch my, my chest and rest it there. And that touch, like you send a signal, you got to, you, you know, when you're, when you're relaxed and, and you know, that feeling uh, have yeah. a little signal to yourself because it's crazy because after a while you start to develop this thing. It's like pressing a button. And mm-hmm. when I'm delivering a very, a big note, I always, mm-hmm. I, I always, you, you poise yourself, you prepare yourself, mm-hmm. but I, I will touch that button and it relaxes mm-hmm. the body. And when your body's relaxed, there's a lot less force coming against you. And you know what I'm talking about? You yeah. Know yeah. I mean? mm-hmm. yeah. There's a lot less force coming against you. And, and I promise you, if, if, if you keep that little thing in mind, it helped me tremendously it's it's not a cheat code but it definitely yeah. it definitely it's just something else you know it's another thing another thing to throw into the into the, yeah. the into the basket i'm gonna 100 i'm gonna try that it's i mean that any anything that can help me stay at 100 all the time i thank you for any that advice i just added a gum <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know it's so stupid and I'm all, like the past four shows were the first shows that I've ever done it because all the songs on our new record are and like the producer when they find out that I can push myself pretty high it's like everything is up there yeah and a lot of the songs on the new album are very like I've pushed my limit like I I, I only use my my chest voice but I push it really high because I'm not I don't like my own falsetto so I don't do that um yeah. But I've taught myself to do it really like pretty high and it's really hard to do it live. So the gum, it was like a joke uh, because um, I saw that. Um, uh, well, I've seen other singers have it, but also like spinal tap. And it was kind of like, ha you know, why is he like chewing gum, Nigel? Ugh. But then it's like, it actually works and it moisturizes the vocal cords. So when you're doing the high stuff, it's actually a really good thing, but you look, like an idiot, but it's, it works. No, like I said, it's, it's just, it's just little, I always tell people like half of it is like little security blankets, like yeah. little things you do to like reassure yourself. And again, some nights it's just not going to be there and that's okay. And you got to learn to just be all right with that. I mean, listen to Freddie Mercury's like bootleg performances, like in the, in like the late seventies and stuff. He sounds horrific. He has nights where it's like, what what are you doing, Freddie? Like, what's happening to you? Because he had vocal mm-hmm. nodes. A lot of people don't know that he had nodes, uh, and from seventy five until the end of his career, he had vocal nodes that he had to deal with all the time, which is crazy. You know, you That's would horrible. think, 
Yeah, but uh, he. Um, and they were doing that's drugs a, too. That's why I don't really yeah. know how people do it. No, that's what I'm saying. Oh. Like I don't, I don't smoke on tour. Like I barely drink on tour. Like people offer to buy me like beer or whatever. I'll have a beer on occasion, but I don't drink. I don't like to be. I don't get fucked up. No. When I'm working, when I'm working, I don't, I'm I don't do it anymore either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I had an interesting conversation a couple of years ago with with Glenn Hughes. Um, you know, the 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 great vocalist who was in Deep Purple and other bands, and he's amazing, amazing yeah. singer. The Dead Daisies now. Yeah, the Dead, yeah, Dead Daisies, Daisies. absolutely. And, yeah. and I saw the Dead Daisies last year. He nails it. He's like seventy two years old. Yeah. When I was interviewing him, oh, good. What's that? I said, he's so good. He's, he's remarkable. And I asked him, I said, how do you still sing like you sing? And he's like, I don't stress out about it. I just stay in the moment. And when I got to deliver them the note, I'm more relaxed because I'm just in the moment. I'm not yeah. fretting about, okay, I got this song now in the midway, I got to hit that note. And that's all I'm thinking about. A lot of singers do that. Do you guys yeah. have that issue where you kind of are thinking ahead or are you able to stay in the moment? I've I've learned to stay in the moment completely. Like what I was saying earlier about about that that imaginary button, you know, mm. it like I know when I, I know when I'm pushing, and I, especially now, and I've been really really adamant about keeping those things on lock and and taking care of my voice because I really want people to get the the same from me every single night you know like like, mm. like I, the, the tour that you saw jay started in san diego and it ended in anaheim and i and i wanted everybody every single night to get the to, to get my best so that's what pushes me and when i go on stage now i'm all smiles and i'm just like it's my happy place so keeping yeah. that my the body relaxed is he's dead on that's 100 percent. yeah I, I, for me, it's like, I, I try, um, I'm pretty confident with stuff that I've been doing for a while and I don't, uh, I try not to get stressed, but when it's new material, I do get stressed. Uh, but, uh, as soon as it's like landed in my like muscle memory, then I'm fine. Yeah. I don't, I don't really like, cause I know also like if I get like tightened up, I can't do the high stuff. So I need to be relaxed. So it's counter, what's it called? Uh, productive counterproductive yeah, yeah yeah counterproductive yeah. So, yeah as far as too singing i mean you you also have to remember that everybody has a camera on their on themselves every time they everywhere yeah. they go so you know <laughs> with an emerging band you know fighting to, to 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 gain audience and building an audience you know you could be off that one night and your throat could be trash and of course somebody that's the night somebody films the entire show, and then you see the comments on social media, which is not a true reflection. It's always of who you that are. way. I feel like uh, I think we've been lucky. They, the mo- mostly of the hate that we get on social media is more about how fat we are or whatever. So it's not usually about uh, our actual skills. Yeah, no, but really, like it's always like thunder thighs or whatever they look like they they look well fed or whatever kind of bullshit people write like it's more that kind of stuff and not so much critiquing our like musicianship um and if i would read something about my my vocals i'm i mean i feel confident enough that i don't know if there's so many people that can do what i do anyway so 
Fuck them. There you go. That's the spirit. I like that. I like I like that attitude. I like I like I like your attitude a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, I like can't imagine. Attitude. It was nice meeting you. Here. Yeah. I, I I can't imagine though with with the age of trolls, which is what we yeah. where, where we live in. You know, the, everyone has a comment about everything. I remember I was told growing up, you know, if you don't like something, just move along. Right. I mean, exactly. if you, you don't have to comment. It's not that hard. But I can't imagine, you know, being female within the age of trolls, right? I mean, because it's like, it's, man. It's tough, man. It's tough because uh, I, I have friends, like my friends in Plush, for example, like like uh, if if you know Plush, like they they have to deal with some, just just some scum of the earth. Like, get the, get out of here. Yeah. Go, go, get out of your basement. Go get, go go into the sunlight, you, you, you know, and I can imagine it's the same for Thunder Mother, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, <clears throat> it's a lot, but like I said, it's a lot about like our bodies and things, which I don't feel have anything to do with our musicianship and how we perform and how we deliver a show or anything. It has nothing to do with it, but yeah, these trolls are, unfortunately they're very loud and sometimes you get more and, uh, I think recently we had some issues and um, it got intense and I actually am very like, I don't, I'm very like protective. So I did the mistake of like joining in on like when they were hating online on us because we oh. had to cancel <laughs> some shows in the UK and they were talking mad shit about us online. Like all these promoters were just like these divas, these this, like it was just like I was like mind blown how these people had the energy to talk so much shit. And then I, being the person that I am, joined that party and I was just like, no, it's like this, blah, blah, blah. and then it just like that shitstorm was never ending. So I promised the band that I would never do that again. And I promised myself that I would never do that again because you just, you know, it's just fuel to the fire. But um, don't be the trolls. Yeah, no, exactly. It's it's, but it is very heartbreaking because they do they talk so much shit and they take every opportunity and everything you post, they'll hop on and start keep, keep talking about this negative stuff that has nothing to do with, you know, where you're going. And I know a lot of them shut up when we posted that we are going on tour in August uh, with Scorpions and Whitesnake, but it was just like a few weeks of constant hatred and. These promoters even posting videos talking bad about us and like an opening band talking bad about like it was so crazy and it's like you want to get the energy to do it. Look, even. jealousy is a powerful drug, you know, and yeah. uh, and there are a lot of people who are going to tell you all sorts of things. I mean, I mean, it's a completely different scenario. Like, like for example, like I move a lot, I dance a lot. You have no idea how many times I get dudes in the comment, but like this guy, he moved too much. He do, 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 do. You know, it's like I'm just having fun, dude. Like yeah. I get that your hips don't work anymore, and your and your life left you, but that's you know that's not my problem. You know what I mean? So these you know these people who are giving you garbage are just people who are just mad that you have what they want, and yeah, the, no, and the true. thing is. Yeah, and they don't. And the other thing is, and if they're acting like that, then they never deserved it in the first place. So you should never feel bad. If anything, when when the guys and I get negative comments now, we're like, oh, what is that? And now it's like an event. Now it's like, let's see what this stupid wormy yeah. dude somewhere in the in in the world is saying on his key this keyboard warrior. So when you see it now, mm. 
that's how I, that's what I always tell my, my uh, other people about that stuff. I'm like, look at that stuff as, as a big joke, because that's what those people are putting yeah. that much negativity into something than tech with. So as far as these promoters and these butthurt uh, bands or whatever, like let them, mm. let them go cry to their mothers, you know? I, you yeah, also no, have to realize I agree. Too, yeah. You have to realize too, that anyone that sits online and <laughs> makes derogatory videos about bands or whoever and makes comments on social media um they don't really have much going on right they don't really have much going on because if they did have a lot going on they wouldn't be in front of their computer making comments (laughs) they'd be out and about doing what they need to do in life so so yeah so um you guys talked about during the pandemic taking a step back and kind of getting the back end of your business because each band is a business Mm-hmm. more together more on a, on a on a on a proven path on a good path how difficult is that to do you know in this day and age it's always been difficult we always hear the stories we hear the you know van halen one you know sold i don't know how many millions of records on their first run and they owed the record company money when they got off tour <laughs> i mean so it's always been there so but how is how prevalent how difficult is it in this day and age being a new band being pulled in different directions, management companies, record labels, independent, whatever you want to be. It just seems like, like there's more sharks than ever before. I don't think there's more sharks than ever before. I I think the difference is, is that because everything has been downsized in a lot of ways because of the, of the, you know, the rise of streaming and everything. And, you know, record labels aren't throwing out millions of dollars per contract anymore like it or et cetera. Plus the entire industry is just a lot different, I think. But um, I think ultimately it is extremely difficult because it's contractual legal stuff. I mean, depending on, on how much confidence you had in something when you start versus when it ends is, is difficult to say. I mean, I think for the, for us, the pandemic just revealed a lot of cracks and only just now have we patched all those cracks up. And, and it, that's so think of it like that. We started, we already were coming around to that in 2020 and we only just fixed that problem. So that can give you kind of an idea and how difficult that can actually be. Can you tell us what problem it was? I'm curious. Or is that confidential? It's a little, it's a little private. I think, okay. let, me put it, let me put it this way. You, you'll, you'll understand this. You'll know exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. So mm-hmm. the parties involved, the third parties involved, may do great work for other things, but it doesn't necessarily mean that because they're doing it, somebody else that they work with is doing very well, that you're going to be receiving the same treatment and or attention and or enthusiasm. Mm. And then sometimes you outgrow certain aspects of things that you start with. Like when you were there, when you started, it made sense. And now you're at a point where you need different firepower. You need different yep. personnel. You need different personalities yep. and in, in order to grow. So that's yep. my very, very, very vague political way. Yeah, um, very diplomatic, but I did it. understand. I, I yeah. could read between the lines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would say that we are in the exact same situation. We've We've ended relationships now, so we have a... But I can be clear, I mean, because we just like, it's, you know, we've, uh, we've ended 
the because we yeah we got to a point where we maximized what they could do for us yes. and a lot of things have happened that were not cool and where we should have been protected and put in priority and that was not the case and it happened so many times and also we've been in a situation and I think this is because we're all female um that a no is not a no always and we've been like run over so many many times and before uh we were very like eager taking everything and yes 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 and just grateful for every opportunity whereas um you can only do so much uh you need to pay pay your rent and you need to do you know just minimum stuff we're not expecting to be millionaires but we want to be able to at least pay the rent <laughs> and like tiny little stuff that is completely normal for everyone else working in any other job just minimal respect you know uh, you know and so um we ended the the relationship with um yeah we are yeah. currently yeah. without a management if anyone knows <laughs> and uh also uh we have a new booking agent which we are very excited about so yeah it's just it, it's heartbreaking because you work with people for so many years and you build relationship with people's people that you almost believe i mean i'm naive so i've learned to not do this again but where you believe that they're your friends and they're there to be your teammate and be the fifth member and do everything for you. But then you realize they're only there to build their own brand and it's all about them and not so much about, and they're just using you as a stepping block. So I, I'm just happy that we like woke up. I know that sounds cheesy now, but it feels like we woke up and like saw the world for what it was. And now we're just like cleaning out all the weeds and trying to, you know, start working with people that are professional and want the same things as us. And I don't care if they just want to make money as long as they're honest and upfront with the planning and the strategies and all that stuff. Um, yeah. No, that's honestly, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough ball game to be in. You know, I've like the guys and I have been through this more than more than a few times now. And yeah. only just now, like in the last seven years, I I, I feel like, really secure in my decisions but a lot of it has to do with like the learning curve like you said you know you gotta you don't know anything when you come into this like the music industry is unlike any other industry in the world and you know people who are not who are who are not involved in it it's very hard for people to understand like the 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 specifics of it, when you try to explain it to somebody who doesn't do it, it's like speaking Chinese. They're like, well, how does that work? Why would that be like that? Why would you do that? Why do you need to do this? Who's this for? You know, it's like, well, it's hard to explain all those things, but, um, yeah, but it's also, I feel like the music industry in it, it's very old fashioned, like how everything works, how everything, how, how you pay a manager or, how you everything is just dated if you look at any like as an entrepreneur or any kind of business like if you start up your business like it's I just wish it was more modern and more yeah up to date and also that musicians and people working in like cultural stuff artists got the respect they deserved I mean it's one thing when we play live and everyone is like whoa but then you go home and you can't pay your bills whereas like any other job that's a that's you don't if you even if you work at a you know ralph or whatever uh you know food store or whatever you get paid you wouldn't go there if you didn't get paid but musicians are just expected to 
live off air and be grateful and like, you know, and I know it sounds so negative and dark because we obviously do this because we are passionate and we love what we do because you wouldn't ever do this if you didn't, if this wasn't your life goal and dream and the only thing you could see yourself doing, you would never be in a band doing what we do because it is so like the dark side or the flip side of it is it is pretty draining uh, you only do it because that's all you see yourself doing. But I just wish that we could like make it more even so you could get that respect and at least have minimum wage, regardless of what you do. So you can do this work and be passionate about it and still survive and all these things. And I know we in Sweden have it better than a lot of other countries, but I just, it's something that during the pandemic has been so clear to me that culture is not respected and it's not, we, we don't have the same security as any other job. And I think that's unfair because everyone listens to music. Everyone has, it's such a big part of everyone's life that it's weird that it's so secondary or, you know, it's not prior, a priority to like respect the musician enough to pay the minimum wage even. I mean, in, in that regard, I mean, it's just, you know, that's why it's the job the job that not a lot of people do, you know, it's like you have to, I yeah. always, people, you know, people have said it a million times, like you have to be a little crazy yeah. to do this job. And I mean, I mean, I know what you're talking about firsthand. Like I know, yeah. I mean, I know that extremely well. And that is something that a lot of people do not, don't know that reality of, and some bands don't want that reality to be known. And, no. and that's, but you know, I'm, I'm always pretty, honest about the fact that like no i'm not a millionaire no <laughs> you know i am not and I, uh, honestly i don't think it's anything anyone should be ashamed of i think it's yeah. something we should talk about like when we uh, we uh, we had to post, uh, postpone a show uh tour um in february and it was still very pandemic and you couldn't do anything and we were honest about oh no it was the uk thing we couldn't afford to go on the tour like we would have to pay out of our savings to go on that tour and that tour was then the one where all the hate came. And we were we put an honest post out where it was like, the ticket sales are so low. Like, I think we had sold 23 tickets at one venue. Like, it was ridiculous, you know. And we were like, we're coming out of a pandemic. We don't have money to do this. And we were honest. And I have a musician friend. Maybe you know The Wild. Uh, but the singer in The Wild, he he wrote to me. Uh, personally and just like wow I, I'm really I really respect your honesty uh, and I was like I didn't realize that we were being so honest but it's just like I thought that was obvious like it's not like we're making money and I don't I might not want to use my savings to go on tour in the UK right now after coming out of a pandemic you know what I mean like just logical things like that but um, I just wish people would be more honest because it's no point in being like, oh, I'm living a high life, jet set life and and just painting a picture that's just not true. I don't know any yeah. musician, like even musicians that are doing better than us, like most of them have day jobs and most, you know, it's it's such a big gap until you're at that level where you're just like, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's also, you know, the, the perception because, you know, you have these videos where you show the lifestyle and everyone thinks that. That's what happens. That's what that's what rock stars do. But, you know, coming out of a pandemic, like you said, Guernica, if if you go on that UK tour 
and you've got your road crew, you've got your driver, you've got all that stuff, and you have to cancel shows because rising COVID numbers or there's a COVID outbreak, you still have to pay those people to do that, but you're not bringing any money in. So, you know, I remember, I think, oh, sorry, sorry. sorry. Uh, Also, I remember when the warning postponed their tour, they were supposed to originally come to the States, I think in February and the numbers were still very high and they made the decision to postpone what they were doing to the spring to later on in the spring, which is what they did because of that very reason, because, you know, with just, you don't know if you go to Florida, you may play, but if you end up in Chicago, you may not, you know, at, at the time, Chicago had proof of vaccine or proof of a negative test. Other places didn't. So, you know, it's, there was a lot of factors going on and shame on people for getting, not understanding current times and, and, and understanding that. But the worst part is that we wouldn't have received any hate if we just lied and said someone had COVID in the band. It was our, it like, but people rather hear lies than the the truth. It's so fucked up everything. Like <laughs> I would have respected a band honestly more than just like because we could have canceled the same day of the tour and be like, we have COVID, like we can't come. But we didn't do that. And we still got hate for it. So it's like people are strange. Yeah, I don't know why they would hate on you for that. Um that's really this I guess that's that's like even like beyond some things I've seen. I'm not surprised, but it is it is just weird to hear that. Um yeah, I mean, you know, dealing with that is what was it uh a, a really um really cool person I met a long time ago told me uh when it comes to making money in the music industry, you have to be as creative as you are with your songs. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? And and it's it's a tough it's a tough game. I mean, like because it's not something that you can regulate, you know, it's not something yeah. that like every band gets paid this much money that exists. Like, it's like, cause there's always going to be some level of, of mm-hmm. like, you know, you, like, so it, that's the reason why you can't like, you can't unionize like rock bands, you know, cause like at that point it's just going to create division because like, okay, well, who's a good band and who's a bad band. And, uh, this band that can barely play their instrument. Union? Uh, not, we have a musicians union in the States, but not for like bands. Um, no, no, no. Okay. Yeah. Cause we have it in Sweden and everyone in the band is in the union of musicians, but okay. it doesn't really help, you know, they're still just not going to pay you. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that's, <laughs> you what I mean? that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like if you're like a, if you're a concert trombone player here and you know, you get work, you get pretty regular work, you know, it it can't work. That's the kind of the, the sad thing about like it. It can't on paper. It it just doesn't make sense. Like it is, you know, it won't work that way because it's like you know you there's a million rock bands and it's like okay, how will you how do you decide is everyone equal or is ever is there brackets or and you know and that's just that's why that brackets? stuff just that's why like in practice it's it's such a it's such a shit show. Like it really is when you try to break those things down. Like. Like I wouldn't even know where to begin with that. So yeah. like all all I've ever known as a musician is the grind, and yeah. and so I I live in the the mindset of the grind, and yeah. you know working towards a payday is is that's something that I would love to make for more people to know. And if they watch this, they will know is that you know working towards the payday. That's what most bands are doing. They're working towards a payday that may or may not come. 
And, yeah. and that's, that's just the reality. And because, you know, that's just how it works. The industry is such a, it's, it's a, it's a popularity contest and it's a, but I also think you can be yeah. smart. Like, I feel like if everyone learned, like your friend told you, like you have yeah. to be smart, like creative in different ways. Like you, yeah. you have to extend your hustle. <laughs> it needs yes, to you be do. Several... You have to extend. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. It needs to be like, like think of yourself as a proper entrepreneur and you're like doing everything you can. <laughs> yeah. Anything you can to make a dollar. I mean, like I just I mean, Jay- me and the bass player just took command of our merchandise again. That's like a well, no, huge I've, thing. <laughs> I have never, I have never, I have never not sold the band's merch. Yeah. No, no, but we just, yeah. with our previous like little, yeah. you know, questionable people that we work with, we got persuade persuade into signing. Oh yeah, persuade to signing papers that like gave us nothing on our merchandise, and we're not like a huge band where nothing would still be a lot. We're yeah. an upcoming band, so now when that was over and they tried to sign us even something worse, uh, we um, we decided. Uh, I have a good support system here at home, so. I we decided to no we we can actually do this on our own. We did it in the beginning. We can take it back, and now we control our merchandise. And and yeah, it's just been a few months, but it's it just feels better to at least have that that side of the business where you could make some money. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, like, your lifeline is merchandise, right? Pretty yeah. much, yeah. But if you work with shady people, they try to like fit it in and everything and it's kind of like you shouldn't even know about the merchandise that's like yeah. the band stuff you shouldn't put the like the the merchandise shouldn't be added to the the whatever we get paid at the gig like that's something that we should take care of and know about and you know i just that you know <laughs> yeah like uh, i always tell this to i preach this i'm like i don't care what level you're at like the the merch is the bread and butter. I mean, you get to a certain point where it, you can't do it anymore, and that I understand. But up until you reach that point, I always tell every band like you should be out there selling your own merch, not standing there sell, selling your own merch, uh, conversing with these people that want to buy your stuff. Because because yeah. I've been doing that ever since we started touring in 2017. I have been at that merch table every single night. And I still go there right when the show is done. I don't walk backstage. I don't do anything. I walk off the stage. Sometimes I will jump into the crowd and I will walk to the back to the merch table, every soaking wet. Like I do it every single night. And I always tell people, I'm like, you are the ultimate, uh, come over here, sign, uh, 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 what is it? Uh, advert you are the ultimate advertisement for your music mm-hmm. for your stuff if you're course, standing yeah. there and you're selling your merch you're going to make more money per night and yeah. whenever i see bands don't, that don't do that that could do it and and could make uh, double what they're probably going to sell i mean it's it's like the difference between like speaking to you directly it's like oh i want to get a shirt and then they talk to you and then oh I really like this person. I want to buy another thing. That's another couple of dollars that go into your back pocket. So that's, that's my extending of my hustle. I work as hard yeah. at the booth as I do on stage. So yeah. like, because we do that, that too, it's Dr. a lifeblood. We've always done that. We always yeah. go after the show. The only difference is that we might touch up our makeup or just a, <laughs> take 
make get rid of the black under the eyes and then be like let's do this but <laughs> I, feel, i feel i, I feel sweat that. I feel and everything that. fucking staged outfits and we go out there but during the pandemic since we did shows obviously we for obvious reasons we weren't allowed yeah. and during the last week in germany it was still kind of like um Ippie. we got the advice that we shouldn't but we yeah. always try to do it you know as much as we can yeah um yeah but yeah it's a good it definitely it it, it helps the sales a lot Well, it attracts yeah. people like if they know yeah. a member of the band is at the table they're more likely to go there yeah you know then rather than just pick up and go home or just sit and wait for the other band to come on stage so it does mean something it does it instantly attracts the crowd to wherever you're at The girls yeah. actually just a quick about that on my birthday they gave me a t-shirt where it says um I'm like something along the lines of like I'm like the singer I'm I'm I, I can't talk I'm resting my vocal cords or whatever because that's the only problem <laughs> I get when we're out there because it's like you know super loud and like you have to yell over the broken speakers or whatever in that club or whatever and it's just like they made that for me for my birthday so at least then I can go out and be like no i have the same problem as you probably realized uh no yeah i mean that's just i mean that's just one of the things that like at this point is like become that, that's like the only thing that i don't that's the only reason why i might have to stop doing it at some point in the future is just because i i most of the time it's in such a loud room Yep. And I'm doing it by myself because, like, I, I well, not necessarily. Like, I go out there because we keep our crew really small to save on costs. So yeah. we, the guys, will when the other three dudes in my band um, will go and load out all the equipment and put everything back in the car and do all that stuff. <laughs> they do the heavy stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, I nice. mean, it's not like I mean, again, it's not like I wouldn't help them, but i we all we have these we have these designated roles like oh nick will go out and he'll sell the merch uh mm-hmm. for the uh, up until the end of the night and then the guys come out at the end and then uh people can take pictures or whatever the heck they want to do uh, or uh, tell us we suck both things happen and um <laughs> and it seems so you know, american to be so honest like nobody asked for your opinion <laughs> <laughs> an asshole is an asshole whether they're in america <laughs> <Yeah>. or <laughs> Whether it's pink, purple, or blue, it is, you know. Um, um, but uh, yeah, that's the that's that's how we that's our little way of doing it. it just makes things easier, you know. It uh, the, the you know the three guys can help our crew guy, who is usually our tour manager slash sound guy. Like on this tour, it was ZG, who was the best sound guy in the world. Love you, ZG, best sound guy tour manager ever. Love you. Um, but. Uh, Yeah, like, you know, so that's noted. That's how, that, I'm stealing him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. You'd love him if you met him. You'd love him. You'd be like, maybe I will do it. He's he's great okay. people, but uh, and one of my best friends ever. But um, uh, yeah. So the other three guys aid him. It's just our way. Like we try to be as self sufficient and as like bare minimum as possible. Like on this last tour, I think we only stayed in a hotel maybe four times. And you share rooms then, or you get single rooms? We share rooms, and and then the rest of the time we just sleep in the van. Yeah. Maybe that's because, because every, you're guys too. And well, I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I always tell. <clears throat> let me. Well, this is. Oh yeah, here's a great touring tip. Planet mm-hmm. Fitness. Get. 
Planet Fitness um, memberships. Our tour manager just told he told us about that last week, so we can shower. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's that is that's what we do. We, we won't do any workouts. That's not happening. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I mean, we 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 go to the gym and stuff. You know, obviously, you don't have to do no, that. Too, but, the, but it but it's the best. It's the best thing in the world because. Like, you know, I we get in the car after the show. I put the merch away at the end of the night, load it all up. We get in the car. We drive to a Planet Fitness parking lot that are 24 hours. So you can park there all night. We'll park there late in the early in the morning, late in the night. Wake up the next morning. There's always food places around. You go to the gym. You have a workout. You shower. You get some lunch. That becomes our – that's every day. You know, so – but those are ways to to save money on tour to uh and to cut back on what i what i deem as unnecessary costs you know mm-hmm. and those are like uh tour warrior trips uh tips i mean tour warrior tips <laughs> that's that's yeah i um yeah noted the kind of fitness thing i really like we we on the other hand have a little I don't know. We've been a band, yeah, like five or six years too now. Uh, And we've done so much. Maybe it's because I don't know why it is, but uh, we, we have like come to a point where we have to have single rooms. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, is there a story there? Is there there a story there? I feel like like there there (laughs) is. I feel like there is a story. No, I mean, um, Maybe in my future, <laughs> when I write a book about my oh, life, yeah. then that's coming out. But I'd say that, um, let me try to figure out how to say this in a diplomatic way. Um, we just need our alone time. I mean, yeah, it's like it's, for our mental health, we we just, we can play, have fun on stage and we can have fun too. We have fun together. But if we don't get our alone time, it's... Um, way more draining than it would have been if not you know if we used to share rooms but now it's become more of a important thing but we're aiming to do like that american tour to like treat ourselves to a hotel room maybe once a week i mean it depends we'll see how we do it but see that's 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 like the thing right there there's like the most real statement like that you could say as a as a true as a true musician. I think I think we'll treat ourselves tonight. Yeah, yeah. We'll treat, <laughs> we ourselves, treat to ourselves to a, to a, a, to a comfort in to a comfort yeah. in. Right there, yeah. <laughs> what are the cheapest hotels? Like one of those, like along the road or whatever. Like, oh, the yeah, Motel Six. Care. You don't want to stay those. You don't no, want to stay. Don't those. stay there. Don't, <laughs> don't stay there. Yeah. A motel. Don't stay. Don't stay, in, don't yeah. stay at Motel mm-hmm. Six. If you want bug bites, you can stay at Motel Six. Hey, but, uh, really? Yeah. No. Yeah, no. Plus the. Comfort in. That's comfort in solid. Comfort in affordable. Is that like yeah. a real like that's a real tip? Like that's not like No, no, it is. No, no. Comfort in is a real, it's affordable, free continental breakfast. Come on. I love that. That's good. <laughs> Jay yeah. knows what I'm talking about. Jay yeah, I know exactly. I, I know ex- yeah. Comfort in. And I would say if you wanted to stay on like the the high end of affordability. You know, like there's there's affordability, then there's low end affordability, which is Motel Six. You got you, yeah. there's never there's never the clientele at a Motel Six. <laughs> you would have to worry about, okay? You would have to worry about. <laughs> is that like a, like I can imagine, like you know, when you stay at places like, that are just like 
Like I feel I'm not, like they might have ha- like some trafficking or something horrible has happened here. Like yeah, well, it just you, feels that like is, a, that is maybe, happening there. I don't know prostitution. There. I don't know. This is just not. I don't want to be here. It's disgusting. It's, yeah, but okay. no, yeah, yeah. Kind comfort of in, comfort, comfort in. And then a high end. I would say. I would say like Hyatt place would be like. I was about to say the Hyatt. Yeah, I was about to say Hyatt. (laughs) Hyatt, not not a regular Hyatt. Hyatt place. Hyatt place. Yes. Oh, I'm like okay. (laughs) (laughs) Take take, take notes, Monica. Take notes. (laughs) (laughs) Are you getting this down? You know, I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down. (laughs) Yeah, but Motel Six, like Super Eight. Don't stay with anything with a number. No, any number. Yeah. Because they're bed, bed bugs and they're just disgusting. Or yeah. Anything that has the word like like Excel, like Excel in, you know, where there's a bunch of semis and truckers in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah don't stay at those places. No, I, yeah. I, I mean, I listen to so many and I watch so many like true crime podcasts. I feel like that's so uh, creepy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then like. And then like when you, you know when what? you're like, in you your hotel room. You can see like a trucker. I mean, all truckers are not. Obviously, no. Most nice. truckers are actually Imagine really nice. Imagine them like yeah. having picked up somebody, and it's not cool, and it's just like. Ugh. But here's the thing too, with a lot of like Motel Six, so you'll you'll get in your room, you'll get your shower going, and you walk from the bed to the shower, and then you're in the shower and you're washing yourself, and you look at your feet, like how the bottom of my feet get dirty, oh. and you're like, oh, yeah. oh. oh god, that's right, like. Pre- a- Let's bring it up a level. Let's bring it up a level. Let's let's get all <laughs> good advice for touring in the states. Yes, yeah. yes. If you um, ever need any ever need anything about that, uh, uh, my uh, Instagram is at uh, nickreesejw. Add me on there if you ever have a question about anything. Ever need anything? I will, I'm always always there to help. I'll add you if you promise to follow back. <laughs> I will follow you back. I'm oh, not one good. of those people. I will follow you back. <laughs> Some people are a little like no. I I'm, I'm not gonna it. lie. I, I can be a little bit like that too. That's why I asked. Oh, oh, so she's just helping that I'm not like her. That's what she's saying. Okay, got it. <laughs> as far as the community of bands, you, we talked a lot about you know management and being on the road and, and learning things. Is there really a sense of community with the new emerging bands? Is there still some bands that are like very secretive that don't want to give out their secrets or anything? How how is that experience for you guys? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, at this point, everybody who's in new rock that you've like it's like that you've talked about, I've met in some capacity or I know in some capacity. So some more than others, but I don't know. I mean, everyone's pretty cool for the most part. I mean, I don't. I mean. I I haven't had too much trouble. I mean, you run into like the occasional like you know Addicts. stick their chest no, out <laughs> local band that wants to people's elbow you or whatever. They think that it's like the Olympics, you know. But it's like, uh, but even that, like I was that way too. And when, when we were first kicking around, so like I never have any. I've never like that never perturbs me or anything. I try to be. I really do try to be as supportive and nice to anybody and that's in the business because when someone's trying to get out there and do it, you got to have respect. You got to have respect just for, just for the attempt. If they're going to go around and just be a, a bunch of dicks, then fuck them. But if they're just doing their thing and, and they're, they got that healthy competition and they're doing, and, and, you know, and, and they're making a run for it and they're, and, and that's their passion. And then I, I, all I want to do is help cultivate that flame. 
the opposite. I like the drama. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but uh, no, but seriously, no. We I agree. We uh, we love meeting other bands, and especially you know, people that are working as hard as we are and just pursuing the same dream, and that are you know at the level that we are, so, because we can relate to each other. We're going through the same things, and um, I can't wait to meet even more bands like in America to meet you guys like in person to meet other bands that are really trying to be, you know, the future of rock because all the legends are, you know, they're in the 70s, they're 70s plus, blah, blah, blah. So we need to have people taking over after them. And I feel like there's certain bands that are really taking music seriously and all respect to you guys and everyone that's out there, you know, trying. Uh, I always find it strange when people have like an attitude. I think that's super weird because either you've been there or you're going to be, you know, like, it's like, it's, I don't know. And most of the people that like, when you meet people that are really established, most of the times they're really down to earth because they know the journey. And it's like, it's like mid, I don't know, but it, it's like, it's a rare thing to meet people that are not nice and down to earth. And when you do, I'm always surprised because it's like one day you're playing a huge festival and the next day you're playing a little like, tiny mini venue and nowhere and it's like that it should make your ego like normal yeah you know like you shouldn't be a diva or act weird when that's the yeah. reality of things yeah there are very few times that i've met people that have truly just like i guess the only word i could describe is like disgusted me <laughs> where mm -hmm. it's like you know like what i don't care do? how uh i mean you know you just you just meet some personalities where i'm like like really bro i mean like you have no reason to be acting that way like look if, if someone who's like gigantic you know who's been told they've been great for 30 years like has an ego problem i can accept that but when it's someone who just has no business throwing a little temper tantrum about something insignificant like like i i really like i'm I let everything roll off my shoulders. Like if something happens, I like I it, my especially on the road or whatever. Like my goal is the show. I don't care what's going on with this fool. Like you know, I don't or whoever the heck it is. Like like the show is what's important. The people here are what's important. Giving them a show is what's important. You know, I I will never put myself in a position where I I think I'm better than the people in the audience. And there are plenty of I met plenty of people who have that kind of attitude, who have that sort of like I'm giving you a gift. Like fuck you, like you know, yeah. that kind of stuff bothers me. And I wish I could say that it, that it hasn't happened, but <laughs> it's happened more than a few times. So I feel like the worst ones that I've met are usually addicts, though. So. <laughs> they don't really, they, you, but that's like the honest, I mean, really, right. like when they You're have right. problems with other things that all usually messes with their minds and makes yeah. them not cool. But uh, yeah. in general, I think people are nice and try to help each other more than anything else. And I yeah. think that's how we need to, we need to help each other as a community of musicians. Like, you know, if you have questions, I can help you when the other way, like, What's the yeah. point? I mean, there's enough room for all of us to make it. So why even, you know, and hopefully your, everyone is unique enough too. So it's not even yeah. a big deal. What are your definitions of making it? Mm. I mean, I would love to be a household name. <laughs> 
to be completely honest, my, my dreams are huge. Like I want to headline rock and Rio. I want to play Madison square garden. Like I want to, I want to be huge. I want to be the next ACDC big. Like I want to take over after the legends because I don't know if you saw the documentary about the van and they discuss, do you know what documentary I'm talking about? The one that Dave Grohl did. Yeah. He made it. You've seen it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's a great documentary. You should watch it if you haven't. Uh, and they mentioned there, like, there hasn't really big been any big rock acts since, like, the 90s that have really, like, that do that, like, the major tours and become, like, mainstream big artists. And for me, that that's uh, obviously something I would like to try in making it. Plus, it would be super cool to be in the first all-female band to be that big. That would also be cool. Uh, yeah, <laughs> simple things like that. <laughs> you? <laughs> I think for me, what success will mean for me is making rock music relevant again, and exactly. if playing a part and playing a part in that. I mean, I have aspirations for myself, but I think ultimately, I love the genre to the point where I want to see it evolve and. The reinvention of the sound is what's most important to me and the furthering of its future. So whether I'm a part of the band that does that, it does it the most or does it a tiny bit, doesn't really play too much into it for me. I, I just think success for me will be playing a part in, in Rock's Refresh. Yeah. And um, all that other stuff doesn't really matter that much to me. I think, mm-hmm. I think if if I work and I continue to work as I've worked, then those things will will come. And if they do or they don't, I I've made an impression with a lot of people, and I hope to continue to do that. And I think that's that's enough for me. And anything else okay. would just be a plus. That's sweet. <laughs> no, but I agree with you. I've always actually, when I started playing, you know, when I decided that I was going to focusing focus uh, everything on, you know, making it as a musician, that was also, I want to be part of the, when rock come, takes over again. Like, I want to be part of that. I want to be... Yeah, I want to. I want to be part of that wave when rock is comes back in full force and just becomes a mainstream genre again. I think that would be super cool, um, <clears throat> regardless. And obviously, leave my mark as a you know with good songs and you know all that stuff too. But yeah, I don't think people realize that the next ten years, ten years from now, I should say, two thousand thirty-two the landscape of rock is going to be incredibly different because a lot of those legacy artists will no longer be able to tour for a variety of different reasons. So there is going to be a, a huge change, a huge momentum change of where rock fans go. And it kind of reminds me of when I was growing up um, in the early eighties, when I was like seven, eight years old, um, you know, Zeppelin had disbanded. The Stones were kind of trying to figure out what they wanted to do. 
Van Halen had their debut album and ACDC was kind of rolling around, but that was kind of really it at that time because disco had taken over. And then there was like the singer songwriter era with kind of like elevator music, as we call it here in, uh, punk, in the punk States. And new wave. Well, there's, yeah. And then the punk and new wave was also starting too as well, but rock was trying to figure out its place as well at that time, because those bands from the seventies were, were kind of, you know, Black Sabbath was on the back end of their, you know, career with Ozzy and of course, Ryan James Deal. But then there was like this big momentum shift with all these new bands at the beginning of MTV, not what MTV became, but at the beginning where you had bands like Judas Priest and you had bands like Maiden, you had bands and Van Halen started to really surge. And it almost feels like that moment where, and I think the pandemic really did help rock music because my son who's Nick, Nick has met, um, who's 17. Um, he said something to me during the pandemic. He's like, I think a lot of kids my age went into the pandemic, listening to hip hop and pop music. But when you're in lockdown and you're doing the same thing every day, a kid needs something different. And they develop a lot of, like, they get pissed off because they're doing the same thing and that angst needs some somewhere to go. And rock music has always been there for the people who, need that angst to go somewhere they, they've rock music is the is the spokesperson for angst and i believe i that's happening because with with seeing the warning and seeing joyous wolf and dorothy the last couple of weeks there is a shift in the age of the crowd where it's not just people my age liking new music there's a lot more younger people coming you know early 20s late teens and that's really where it's important yeah, we've had children at our, our the, the past shows we had. There were a few children there and we were just like, like I, I made a point of like telling the audience, like we have, there's four kids in the front. And it's like the future of the genre. And then I couldn't be more happy to see kids and the parents bringing their kids to the show. I know they're usually not allowed to be at shows, but that just made me so happy to see that. There's still like a next generation happening here because for us in Thunder Mother, yeah, the, the the age for our fan group is, yeah, they're much older and usually men. But we've noticed that it, there's more women coming and more a mixture more and more, which we are very happy about. And we hope to see even more of that. I think it's really silly that uh, the, the thing, the genre thing, the, the, the genre war. I think is the stupidest, biggest waste of time in the history of the of the universe because it's just it, it. Everyone's like this old like when rock takes back the crown. I'm like, no, guys, like you should be like. I tell people all the time, I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. Rock is yours again. Rock belongs to the underground and to the people again. That's awesome because that's where the next titans will will be will be made. The next weapons will be forged in rock music is in the underground if it was mainstream, the reason why rock died is because it was so mainstream that it just became it, it just what it lost all edge that was possible and the things that do have edge like hip-hop and rap it's like regardless of how if you listen to it like i don't listen to a lot of rap or anything but there is a lot of edge there there is a lot of of outsider isms there, you know, and, and that's what makes it appealing. And that's why people like it. And for pop music, pop music has always sucked. It's never been good. 
you know, I, I literally said this to Jay. I was like, pop music has always sucked. <laughs> you know, the I disagree. Gum. I disagree. But yeah, I respect your opinion. You liked Tiffany in the eighties. Like, like, I don't know who's Tiffany in the eight. No, that's no, no. I'm just saying, like, like, no, Jay knows what I'm talking about. Oh, you mean the song? The the, the Uh, singer, the singer Tiffany and Debbie Gibson. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. See, look, that's my point. There's like the the best of pop from previous eras. You're like, hey, that's a good song. But you can ask Jay, Jay, in the old times, where they're not just week after week of just like, who cares? bullshit pop music oh yeah there was like milli vanilli and uh oh man i mean some of the stuff was really horrible but there was also cool stuff like duran duran was always cool i always liked duran duran i'm not not saying all pop sucks but i'm saying the idea that pop music just delivers crap only crap now and and never in the past like brit pop was our bubblegum pop was was awful it was terrible like you know, like it's it. There's yeah. a lot of bad music. There are people who are making hits with the hokey pokey in the early '60s. Like, they, I mean, like, come on. Right, said Fred made millions of dollars off <laughs> a, a song about a shirt. Yeah. You know, I'm too sexy for my shirt. That was like a number one song. That was a huge hit. That was a huge hit. Uh, no, but, yeah. but that's my point. It's like people talking about all oh, pop music, and I'm like, pop music is always delivering like some good things and then lots of garbage, you know, like, you know, terrible earworms that you wish would get out of your head. And, yeah. you know, so like, again, the genre war, like, Oh, rock will take the crown. Back. I'm like, no guys, chill the fuck out. Like mm-hmm. let just let, let it, let it play out. It, none mm-hmm. of that matters because there's not going to be like, you know, the, the genuine, the general audience of, of Kendrick Lamar is not going to start listening to a Motley Crue based band tomorrow or a Led Zeppelin based band tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Like they like, might, if they use a beat, like if they actually like sample something from Motley Crue, I sh- I'm sure they would be like, Whoa, because Motley Crue is actually a pretty groovy rock band. I mean, if you think about it, Maybe they well, wouldn't I mean, use like a death metal band like stuff, but I think that what I like right now is that, and why I think it's so hopeful for the genre. And I'm not just thinking oh mainstream success, but I'm also thinking it's. it's I would like to reach more people so I can play bigger stages, and that's just the sure. reality of it. I'm not going to be yeah, playing Madison Square Garden unless I'm played every fucking where. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's just like a consequence of success. I want to do that, uh, but um. Uh, like what's his name um, Machine Gun Kelly like they're doing all these fusion things which are opening it up for kids today to be like oh rock what is that and like people think that Miley Cyrus is rock I do I love Miley so there's no disrespect there she has very rock and roll in her press like how she presents herself and she has a, an amazing voice but that's rock for pop people so it's I feel like it's like um, what's it called the uh, a gateway drug you know what i mean like it's helping them find all the other bands that are actually doing more rock stuff and i i see it as a positive thing and a lot of the artists now i mean it is very like that skate punk vibe but it is a lot of fusion happening on the mainstream radio right now so i mean i think i I, as i was saying i i'm like splitting hairs sure but i'm talking about the the main people is what i meant i didn't mean like People who just, who usually, like, their digest is of a certain genre. It's like, for me, like, I'm not going to be listening to a lot of that because I don't, that's just not what I'm into. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like for the, but, but that's what I'm talking about. I'm just saying it's it, it, the bottom line. If the music is good and it sounds yeah. good and it feels good and the people are going to be drawn to it. I just don't like it. I don't like that conversation because to me, it sounds like people making excuses. That, that that's, that's the only reason why I brought it up was like the, the genre war. Oh yeah. Okay. That you have to be like just one thing and then you're taking it. Yeah. It's weird when it's like, I, I agree with that, that it's yeah. like, you could like all genres and still be like, you know, you don't have to pick a side. Yeah. Exactly. Today, I just like everything. Yeah. <laughs> and it's cool. Not like a war against disco, like in the seventies or whatever. I love this. Yeah. Music. I only wear leather jackets and, <laughs> I like disco too. I love disco. I love the glamour and the very like if you can like we mix a lot of that like seventies uh, like the Abba style. Not in our music, obviously, but in our looks, we have special stage outfits that are very seventies glam. Cool. I like that. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, Kiss yeah. made a disco <laughs> album. Don't forget that they did. Yes, they did. Exactly. <laughs> um. Well, as we close here, you guys both have new music coming out shortly, and we're all excited for it. What are your guys' plans? I mean, obviously, we know that you're going to be touring the States, Guernica, with, with Scorpions and Whitesnake. Are there any plans after that? Are you guys going to stay in the States after that tour? And then, Nick, you know, with your album coming out later this year, too, as well, are there any plans from now until then? Uh, we're going back to Sweden after those months, but we are... Uh, we haven't started planning it yet, but I'm hoping that we will be back in the States in like early 2023 so we can continue to build what we, you know, started. Uh, but besides from that, we have some shows. Uh, we're playing a little cruise thing in Sweden. And I don't know how we're going to be mentally after two months on the road in the States. So honestly, we've, we've been taking, and plus we just changed our booking agent. So I think. Most of our European, we're going to do a major European tour in February, January, February. So that's like the the main thing. You? Uh, I can't talk about anything. Uh, <laughs> I warned so Jim. I told him that I couldn't. I warned him. I told uh, him this. He knew. Well, I mean, I mean, well, I, I, I do. I do admit that I knew because <laughs> you told me because I'm like, dude what the fuck's up with the new record? And you're like, I got a story to tell you. And then, um, yeah, I can't tell that story yet. I can't really tell the story yet. So what about who's the producer on the record? Can you say that? Yeah, I can talk about that. Jay Rustin was the producer on the record. He was amazing. And, uh, he was one of the greatest people I've ever met in my life. Who, who, who has he worked with before? Uh, oh my goodness. Um, uh, stone sour. Um, uh, God, I'm blanking right now. Uh, Corey Taylor. He just did Corey Taylor's uh, solo record. Oh my, I love that. That's yeah, yeah really good. <laughs> CMFT. Uh, uh, he did. Uh, God, I'm, 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 I'm sorry, Jay. I'm blanking on your resume right now. Um, it's enough. It's enough. He's done great stuff. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not going to remember anyways. But he's done. He's, that he's stuff done is good. Tons of stuff. Yeah, he's done tons cool. of stuff. Uh, and he's also done, he did our last two singles and we love working with him. He lets us play live. He lets us do it the old fashioned way and nice. it works for us. Yeah. Any, any tour cool. plans, any festivals or anything like that? Or can you not say anything? Oh, really? We're, 
We're playing Wacken. I don't know if you know that festival. Buckhead? Oh, Wacken. Wacken, yeah. Yeah. yeah, in Germany. It's like the European's biggest rock and metal festival. I think there was a documentary on that. On Wacken, yeah. Yeah. You should check it out. I mean, it's, it's a really well, like, super nice festival. It's so awesome. funny. Like it just—it's it's funny talking to someone um, from Europe, and uh, it, it's just funny to be like, "Oh, we're going to America." Just how we're like, "Oh, we're going to Europe." Like it's just—it's yeah. just such—it's just such a funny like reversal. I like that a lot. That's cool. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's new territories. It's always nice to explore new yeah. places. Uh-huh. Well, Guernica, Nick, it's been a blast. I had a lot of fun doing this. Hope you guys did as well. Yes. Yeah, it was awesome. Fun. Very nice meeting you, Nick. Nice to meet and you, too. Jay, this was awesome. <laughs> Everyone, that's Gernika from Thunder Mother. Check out their new album be coming out in August and on tour with White Snake and Scorpions. That's Nick Reese from Joyous Wolf, who's got a lot of great stuff that he can't talk about. So <laughs> we'll just have to wait in anticipation and uh, see what happens with that. But go check out both bands. They're both great. Uh, I'm Jay Scott. This is The Hook Rocks. Talk to you soon. Take care of each other and uh, see you down the road. Peace and love. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com 
Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 